Top Fives, presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joy Prati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have, uh, we're returning to the world of cinema this cinema. evening. <laughs> cinema. Um, or maybe not cinema, according to Martin Scorsese. We'll find out. Um, but before we get to all the cinema verte, uh, Jonathan, how are you, my friend? Uh, doing okay, man. Fresh off the presidential debate as we are recording this episode tonight. So we're going to definitely talk a little bit about that <laughs> tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, doing okay. You know, working um, a few more shifts this week. So I'm just kind of in a haze a little bit. <laughs> it's a little tired. So, but um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a decent week and still hot as shit out here in LA. And Is it? Yeah. Man. Yeah, we, but, had a, we had quite the heat wave this past weekend. Nice, but you were telling me off air that you were uh, you were doing some uh, just walking around the city and hanging out with Marty. Yeah, I was cruising as well. Yeah, yeah. I was cruising on foot. Um, yeah, man, just been walking a lot. I was I was able to walk to an In and Out Sunday Dude, night. It was cool. like <laughs> eighty degrees at night at nine o'clock at night. And we just walked down to the to the water, and it felt a lot like Monterey. It was wild, but uh, hey. that hill. Walked all the way quite, down high. Quite a hill. <laughs> it was quite a hill. Um, I, you, I apologize, uh, Shawnee. I feel like there's a bit of lag, so I hope I'm not cutting you off. Oh, no, it's cool. It's cool. Well, uh, what all did right. you order at In-N-Out? What's your what's oh, pride to get in these double. days? Double-double? Double-double uh, no onion. Um, and I got Marty an unsalted pup patty, which you can do. I don't know if everyone knows you can do that. You can get your dog an unsalted patty. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what good. I did. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Quite good. Quite good, that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. Anything yeah. else going on with you, Joey? Um, hmm. I want to say yes. Uh, I, I do. Uh, I got to see <laughs> our good friend of the show, Andrew Hopkins, uh, Friday night. Um, went down to Monterey this past weekend. Forgot all about Saturday. Um, oh, went hey. down to Monterey. Yeah, um, just just for like the afternoon, um, Crema, my favorite brunch spot in Pacific Grove, uh, apparently closed. Their last day was Sunday, so I was like, got to get one last Crema in. Got to see my uh, good buddy Noah um, down there. He, him and his wife just got a house, so it was good to see him and, and uh, catch up. And then, uh, yeah, spent uh, Sunday uh, with my lady at the beach and Marty, and it was it was very nice. So, um, nice dude. Yeah, kind of a well-rounded weekend you know yeah yeah sounds like it dude <laughs> cool man cool but, yeah there definitely is some lag so i, I apologize if uh, no you're good you're good our internets right. are it's yeah it's always a yeah. it's always a thing man um, um i'm gonna turn off my my apple tv is still kind of going so I'm put that <laughs> sucker to sleep i like the good. you know i like the background of it turning wi-fi off on my phone and uh and we're gonna make this this show, I mean, even with all the lag, it's going to run a lot smoother than the presidential debate. Yeah. I yeah. think our listeners can agree on that. That was, uh, that was pretty rough, man, just watching This that. is how, how fucking rough this debate was. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm on dude. That was a Look wild at that. debate, man. Yeah, that was that was uh, 
I didn't, I didn't get a chance to catch the first few minutes because um, we, were, we were talking yeah, off air and we were like, part. yeah, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I just realized it was a debate today, too. And, and then you texted me and we're like, hey, you want to do, you know, should we just watch this right now? And, and then we can talk later or ta- uh, do the podcast later. And man, I was watching with my roommate and it's just, fuck, I, <laughs> man, I, I, this, no words can come to my aid right now on describing this debate. So, you know, the bummer is they both kind of like not as bad as Trump, but Biden kind of sunk to his level a little bit, you know, like as bad as you want to call him a clown, don't call him a clown. Don't do, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of just, I want him to rise above. I want him to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not give any ammo to the other side. You know, like, Oh, he does it too. You know what I mean? Trump was way worse. I'm glad that the moderator was calling him out on it. Yeah. Um, but the commentator, as soon as the debate was over, this guy goes on a spiel about, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. We won't know the results for some time, but if I may give my professional opinion, I have been um, moderating debates, covering debates, uh, watching debates, part of debates for over 40 years. And that was the worst debate I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Just, yeah. Oh, man. Worst debate I've ever seen in my life. I mean, um, dude, it was just like... Trump is just like it was like watching yeah I mean it's watching like a high school debate man like he was like a mm-hmm. kid like and um you know I did bully. you know as far as Biden is concerned like you know at least I at least he was able to at, at least address the American people and try not to get all of this all this Trump energy um in his way and you know I think at least he was able to at least you know say something um, that would, you know, that hopefully the American people want to hear. So, yeah, I don't know. The whole American people thing is kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, That's they're a, prepped for TV. This is a PR thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's nothing other than that. Um, but I mean, I agree with you. He was able to articulate himself much better than Trump, but not, I, not astoundingly better. You know what I mean? At least I didn't feel like that. And, you know, not. Not a Trump guy. Just want to put that out there. Um, not defending him at all. I want to see this dude fall. Um, but I, I'm wary. I don't think. I think he is a juggernaut. I don't think he. I don't think Biden can stop him. But I, I hope I'm wrong. I'm gonna. I'm gonna vote. And you know. <sighs> yeah. It's. Uh... But I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, Biden was stumbling his words a little bit, and it's like you know, I know he's, that. A, he's a, yeah. That's that's the thing I'm thinking about too. He's he's, old, he's a lot older, and um, you know, we're just gonna have to see what the rest of the debates are gonna show more as far as you know what's on on the minds of of the future presidents. Um, but shocking, man. I mean, just like yeah. watching that for for an hour, it's just like. And I mean, this is the next four years of like, oh yeah, presidency too, and what's going to well, happen? Is, it's it's been made acceptable. This behavior has been made acceptable because like yeah, that there, too. There yeah, can, there can always be another Trump. Like Kanye, Kanye could run if he actually want, or someone like him could do that now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the president has been set, and um, it's a new game. It's a brand new game and someone's going to figure it out. You know, I, I feel like 
uh, you know, the Dems kind of nominating Biden, it, it feels too old school. Trump is a new, it's a new game. They need someone like, like, Ob- I feel like Obama could have taken on Trump. But Biden, you know what I mean? I, it doesn't feel, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about politics to truly comment on it, but um, that was wild. That was yeah. fucking that was wild. wild. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, um, it's uh, wild, but also rough. Just like, I can't believe I'm watching this right now. And like, this dude is our president. This guy possibly might yeah. be our next president. And uh, yeah, just, I guess I'll leave it He's at that. It's not good. It's not good. We don't get too, good. we don't get too political on the show, but. Uh, no. Yeah, this Everyone's is going to be wild. very, you know, a very important election though, right? So. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the thought of the results dragging out, you know what I mean? Like, I remember, yeah. I do remember the, the night Trump was elected, you know, and I'm <clears throat> sitting on my couch and I was very stoned. And um, I remember just watching the, you know, the Hillary's picture and his picture and the numbers just fluctuating. And it became clear that he was going to win. I just felt myself so melting into the couch just going oh god oh god oh god and uh woke my then wife at the time it's like hey you know trump trump's president trump won she's like fuck off don't wake me up for this i'm like i'm serious she's like i'm going back to sleep i was like all right you know um just like i is there is there any part of you and I want, I want our imaginary listeners to think about this as well. Is there any small part of you that kind of wants him reelected to keep watching? Because it's horrifying. It is awful. It is disgusting. God damn it. It is entertaining. Right? Like, yeah, it's, it's it a strange, is. it's a strange thought about that. Um, I don't it's, know, man. It's I, a, I feel it's like it's a train wreck. You're watching just yeah. this, like. Ah, ah. I th- I think the worst part of that would be like obviously you know hurting the American you know. Oh yeah, people no. and and obviously it's not it's not fucking the if we have another war. war or something like God forbid like that shit happens like we somehow get into some crazy war or something you know what I mean? With who? Who knows, man? Who knows? Well, fuck. But I mean, having ha- well, having someone. What I'm saying is, you know, having someone like Trump as the president, and being all fast fired, and you know, kind of making decisions on, you know, just that. Yeah, that, that that's uh, praying for something bad to happen in a larger scale, and it's happening right now with this fucking pandemic, man. And, oh yeah, and how you know how they're handling that. And then, of course, uh, uh, not answering any questions during that debate, too. Which oh, especially so around his taxes and all that bullshit. Furiating, man. Dude. Well, not, he's not condemning white supremacists. Dude, all you got to say is absolutely too, not. Man. And climate change, Instead, too, he said, man. Proud Boys, stand shit. back and stand by. Are you fucking kidding me? That's your message to white supremacists? Stand back and stand by? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. I don't want to stand by. I don't want... I don't want that. I don't want to stand behind that. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> well, I'm feeling that, Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> but it was needed after that shit. Man. Jesus. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah, well, maybe we'll talk about the next debate 
um, and see. Uh, it's going to be in the next few. Yeah. I mean, it's October yeah. pretty much around the corner. So I mean, the and hopefully by that time, I'll have some art up on the wall. Hey. I'm still figuring this space out. It's a weird. <laughs> I, I should probably get a light, another light here. I have one light, one little light on my desk. And it's not enough to illuminate me while we have these discussions, as we found out on the Debatable podcast. Um, so I've got this light going out because this is just too much light. This is flooding me. Flooding. I kind of like this this light, but it's weird. You see my bed. You see where I sleep. You see where I hang my head. Maybe if I had some art on the wall, there's a couple of... Uh, nope. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Some, <laughs> Some whiteboards right there that you can't see. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Dude, awesome. That's have, a rant. Do you, it's been bothering you, me looking at this. Do you have any art that you already have that you're going to put up there? Or are you kind of put waiting most to... of the art that I have? I have. Um, I do have a series by Sean Phillips that my folks got me for my birthday. And it's also signed by Sean Phillips. And they're like um, bombshells, movie starlets from the 40s. So like Veronica oh, Lake cool. and Rita Hayworth and um, there's two others, but it's and and so there's a set of four and I would like to get all four of them framed and do them on the side wall. I don't know yet what to do on the back wall above my head. I don't know if I should put like a sun or like a moon or some something larger than life or if I want to keep to pop art and things like that. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure these things out. Who am I? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What I don't I know right now. <laughs> who, who, who am I? Oh, um. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of struggling. Even in this room I'm in, right? I, I have my like uh, the hoverboard picture, but I, like I have some hoverboard. other stuff that's just like because I have these sound panels and they kind of take up wall space. But I just don't know what. Like I want to hang more stuff up, but it's just kind of a weird orientation for my room too. And you know, yeah. you definitely want to when you when you have a you know art piece or whatever, and you want to put it up, you definitely want to highlight it, right? Have it in a place where you can you know view it and see it and show people and all that kind of stuff. So, I want to buy a little light that illuminates from the bottom. A, oh yeah, that's cool. You know, I've seen people yeah. put LED strips. I don't too. really want to do. It. Oh, that could be cool. That could be dope. Mm, you can change them I different like colors. <laughs> but yeah, this is so. Yeah, I wanted to get one of those. Um, smart bulbs but you gotta and the person who lived here last left a smart bulb in this light over here so i had one um but i didn't know that you need what's called a bridge for it because i've never i've never owned a smart bulb before it's a phillips (laughs) hue oh hue yeah and you need like a bridge or something so that you plug in and then that connects and kind of i guess talks to the device talks to the light bulb talks to your phone it's a middleman i thought you could just search for a light bulb on your phone and then like control it there. Yeah. Some, some um, companies do that. I think maybe that particular light bulb, they it might need the hub, but, um, mm. I have like a led strip just on this back here on this wall. And yeah. it's like a, I think it's via Bluetooth. You can like connect to it. It's, it's really crazy. You can do either Wi-Fi or Bluetooth nice. and, uh, and then you can change like the colors on your phone, which is super cool. But Love yeah, that. Those those are cool lights, man. Set set up the vibes too. Share um, those with me. Send, yeah, send I will. I will. Right on. Actually. Thank you. They're not hue lights. That's the, that's the only thing you have to figure out. Like, if I want to buy like a set or like what company you're using or what the device is, because then you'll have to connect them all through the app. But if you use mm-hmm. like you know, like so this one's not like a hue light, um, but you could. There's a whole bunch of options for lights too, and I think they're cheaper too. 
which is cool. Wonderful. Gosh. We love cheap. We're, ta- we're talking about lights and fucking <laughs> talking. We're talking home <laughs> things, home <laughs> yeah. ownership things. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. All right, Joey. Aside from the presidential debates, uh, is there anything else? Kind of Fuck. pop culture. Let's just, let's no, just get into some list. I feel so dirty yeah. talking about these debates. I just want to feel, feel warm and at home, and I want to talk lists with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, Jonathan, would you like to go first? Or would you like me to go first? Um, you go first, Joey. You go first. I'll go first, man. All right, Jonathan. I was thinking about it like, you know, we've only had a few of these, but in fact, we've had quite a few of these. What are your top five? I was watching, preface to this, I was watching The Boys uh, the other night, I believe Friday night. Um, if you're not watching The Boys on Amazon, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, <coughs> but it's, you know, it's a it's a hard R-rated comic book adaptation. Comic book. And maybe think, what other R-rated? Everyone kind of cites Deadpool. But Deadpool was not the first. So, Jonathan... What are your top five R-rated comic book movies? All right. Here we go, guys. Um, I've got, for number five, uh, Darkman, which is... One more time. Sorry, you cut out. Oh. Darkman. 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 I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> it's not technically um, a comic book, but I'm going to give that oh, to you. Oh, shoot. Okay. I thought it was a comic That's book. That's the Sam Raimi original, baby. He, Dude, he, really? That is, I mean, it is a comic book film, absolutely, through and through. But that's an original concept. It's not based off anything. That was, and that's, I believe, what got him the job for Spider-Man. But I'm going to give it to you. It gotcha. was, it would have been on my list as well. Okay, love that pick. Love that. Oh, pick. that's that's super cool to know that that yeah. was his uh, original genesis. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Darkman. Uh, yeah, Sam Raimi obviously directed it, and it was. Uh, especially for the time, I guess, when it came out, you know, it was a very interesting movie about uh, this character. And I think what's amazing about it is that there is a lot of, uh, even when I watch, like, when you think Sam Raimi, there's just so much of Sam Raimi's uh, directing and kind of visual storytelling in the movie. And, like, seeing, like, um, Liam Neeson uh, play the Darkman himself. Uh, Yeah, it's just, like, such an... He's very good. And it's like, He's at times good. I'm like, that doesn't even f- seem like Liam Neeson. And that's kind of before he was in all these like other crazy movies uh, that he got really you know popular for. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a really interesting kind of, I guess, superhero movie or comic book movie in a way. Um, and I think the visual, like the Sam Raimi's kind of thumbprint on that and just how he's able to kind of tell that story and kind of give you... Uh, what this character is going through, and uh, maybe some of what, um, what am I trying to say here? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's just good character character storytelling, I think for for Dark Man. So, yeah, yeah, and it's a very Man. cool look. You know, it's it, that yeah, post looks, Batman Burton eighty nine. It does that have that, of, yeah, that kind of uh, yeah. DNA in it a little bit. So, um, absolutely, yeah. Dark Man. And I gotta Love see. I, there's a. I, uh, I was going to say, I haven't seen it recently, so I kind of want to put it on and and just, you know, take it, give it a watch again. It's so so good. There's a, um, there's a Twitter account. I'm going to look it up so I can give them a proper shout. Um, But they, yeah, it's called Dark, they're at Darkman Frames. So they're going Darkman frame by frame, uh, posting 
a single frame of Darkman. Really? Um, I believe a day. Yeah. A frame from the movie Darkman every 30 minutes, excuse me. And they've been out this for, for quite a while. Uh, it's wow. pretty cool. Okay. So, uh, and, you know, they've only got 286 followers. These guys are doing the Lord's work and they de- deserve your followership. So, at uh, Darkman Frames uh, on Twitter. Yay. In fact, Top 5 Pod is going to retweet them right now. This is we have on to air. On air, this is happening. Uh, and I looked it up on my personal. You can you can check me out. Enjoy, Brody. Darkman frames. Um, we can we can edit this. We won't edit this though. Um, <laughs> people, yes, there we go. Follow, wonderful. I wasn't following him from top five, five pods. I am now. Um, all right doing the Lord's work. Give these guys a follow. There you go. You know? just that, That's an just, interesting we, concept for, for a, a page or Instagram page. Is, is isn't that great? Posting uh, very, yeah, every frame from a movie. Um, yeah, I wonder how many frames that is for the movie or how many posts that's going to be by the end of it. Well, let's think about this for a second. Hold on. All right. This is going to require some math. All right. <laughs> Jonathan, I was in remedial math. How are you? How did you? I am terrible at math. Man. You're terrible at math. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I. Dark I specialize Man is an hour and thirty-six minutes long. So that is ninety-six minutes. We're going to need a calculator for this. Film. And especially because that was actually shot on film because that is before digital. Digital is 29 point something frames per second. They round it to 30. Film is 24 frames per second. So we have 96 minutes times 60 seconds times 24. That is 138,240 frames. That's a lot of posts. Are there, there, is there a record for like <laughs> how many posts on Instagram? <laughs> That's the most random. Oh, this is Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Sorry, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, is there, um, uh, is there I'm sure there's, there's got to be someone out there that has like the record for that. <laughs> right? You would think. Um, That's, I don't know. That's a great concept, though. I, I think that's very cool, and it obviously sheds light on the movie and um, the appreciation, I think, for the movie as well, if you're going frame by frame, you know, posting this thing. And, and I think that's interesting because yeah. you're, now you're, you're dissecting the movie frame by frame, so you're, you're seeing moments happen and, and maybe things yeah. you might not have seen watching the movie. It's pretty... You know? I, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, honestly. It's, it's what, a, what a cool project, but... Um, cool. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I'll follow yeah. him. As well. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, good number five. Good pick right off the bat. Here number we go. Five, y'all. Woo-hoo. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Number four. I've got Deadpool. <laughs> I know you said it's like, uh, maybe it's on the list. But, uh, I mean, yeah, this was, I mean, we all, we all came into the movie knowing it was going to be rated R. Um, and seeing that, like, was it the test screening of, uh, 
uh, Ryan Reynolds doing Deadpool. And it was just that. And I think part of that scene or, or the scene was incorporated into the, into the, actual, the highway chase, yeah. the highway chase scene in the movie. Um, so that was the kind of test screen we got. And, um, of oh, the powers of the internet, of course, we all got to see it. <laughs> and yeah, it was, I, I was peaked, uh, from watching that. And the movie, it, it, of course, is 10 times more than that. As far as just that, um, you know, or echoes that kind of spirit within that little clip we got. And, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't know too much about Deadpool uh, from a comic book uh, standpoint. I didn't read the comics. So, you know, this was uh, someone who was an, uh, an average audience member watching the, the film and kind of seeing what this is. Um, but I, you know, I know a few things about like, oh, it's a Merc with a mouth and like these little things. Like, oh, he's supposed to be like this character just doesn't, he just breaks the fourth wall. So there's like these things that I kind of knew up front. And that's what I enjoyed so much about this film was like the breaking the fourth wall and um, the brutal action and just like, and then, you know, obviously incorporating X-Men. And, you know, I know that was an interesting way how they were able to kind of go around all the legalities and stuff. And they, and they actually acknowledge that in the film itself. Like, yeah, it, it was very meta for its t- for, for what it was. And I think, uh, you know, it's, it's probably one of my favorite, uh, yeah. Rated R comic book movies. It's very good. It's very it's funny. Yeah, it's a good watch. It's a good watch, you know. And it and it's uh, it's surprisingly not, sweet. It's not so convoluted with a bunch of stuff, you know. It's it's very straight to the point, and I think it, you know, I love how it kind of makes fun of itself because that's what the character Deadpool is, and and you know, the it gives you this kind of different experience with that. So, yeah. yeah. So wonderful for Deadpool. Love it. I hope this is a comic too. I believe it is. It's uh, number three, Kingsman: The Secret Service. That is, that is. Just recently watched this one um, in preparation for Rocket Man. Funny enough. <laughs> Wait, you just watched the Kingsman? No, I've seen Kingsman, but I wanted to rewatch it just to oh, kind of gotcha, get gotcha. back into. Uh, um, yeah, I, I always forget his name. Um, Taron Egerton. Taron Taron Egerton. Um, but yeah, so Kingsman, Secret Service, very interesting take on the classic spy film. Uh, yes. Of course, it was definitely, ra- I mean, rated R and, and very different from, I think, traditional spy films like James Bond and, you know, even, I mean, even uh, Mission Impossible, you know, I know there's a lot of action and, and that's what they do. They have a lot of different, you know, amazing sequences in the movie, but also, um, it's a good story of, you know, this young man becoming, you know, part of the, the Kingsman service. And um, it's just got a really cool, you know, uh, story to it. And um, great actors in it, too. Uh, Michael Caine makes an appearance in it. Um, who else is in it? Samuel L. Jackson is in this one. He's, yeah. He plays the villain. Yeah, it's super. It Mark Hamill is in this movie. Mark Hamill's in it. Like, yeah. there's, there's so many people in this movie. Um but you know, I and especially I think this is my introduction to Taron Taron Edgerton. So it was it was very uh, interesting to see him, obviously rise up to the role and and play this you know this this young man who is, you know, in the as at the start of the movie kind of an outcast or you know, maybe wouldn't have fit the model as a spy you know, but um, he has you know obviously a connection with the Kingsmen and um, he is able to kind of earn his way to, you know to the Kingsmen service so. But it's just wild. It's a wild ride, too. There's a lot of just interesting things in the movie. And, um, yeah, it's an enjoyable film. 
it's 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 a good time. It's it's, it's a, again yeah good time. It strikes the tone I wish most comic book movies would strike. Yeah, good balance right there. Yeah. So Kingsman for number what was that number three? three, number two, Kickass. Kick right ass. on. Okay. Okay. Another Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Another uh, as well. Yeah, Matthew Vaughn. So may- maybe that's why uh, you know I do like the the kind of similar to um, you know uh, w- oh, sorry uh, what's this other one uh, oh, what else did Matthew Vaughn direct um, he did X Men First Class First He's Class done, that's yeah. the one uh, yeah so I, I like how yeah I like Matthew Vaughn I like watching. Uh, movies that are made, you know, through the scope of Matthew Vaughn and and his, you know, his kind of vision for how things um, are supposed to kind of look. And I, I think it's very, especially for um, Kick-Ass, you know, taking this kind of, you know, the, again, similar to, I would feel like even Deadpool and uh, Kingsman, you know, his two other, uh, or sorry, Kingsman and his other film, you know, it's kind of not making fun of the genre that it is, but just kind of, acknowledging it and seeing like, okay, this is how it would play out kind of like, you know, in reality. And like, you know, if this, you know, this, can someone be a superhero, you know, especially for the kick-ass film, it's like, that's kind of like anyone can kind of pick up the superhero mantle and, you know, without powers and just become a superhero and try to fight for justice. And, um, you know, I think they do a a good, uh, they do very well to like explain that and to like show that through the eyes of some of these characters in the movie um, and also very humorous and, and um, again, with a lot of uh, grandiose, you know, like very, it's, it's very big still as far as like a comic book movie with like action and, um, you know, different things happening. But, you know, and again, it still centers around the characters and, and their kind of interactions with each other. So, um, yeah, I love Kick-Ass, man. It's such a, it's such a, a fun time. film. And yeah, Matthew Vaughn, of course, you know, delivering some really good uh, comic book movies. So, yeah, Hell yeah, kick ass. And my number one uh, is going to be Logan today. I really enjoyed this. I actually watched this one recently as well. Um, and I, I freaking love Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine. I just can't see anyone else playing him. We were probably going to get that, that reality in the future as far as someone else playing Wolverine. But uh, I don't know. It was a very, and it, my only thing with this movie, and I guess this would be my only negative about it, is they could have gone harder on the R rating as far as what they were doing in the film. And I know some pretty gruesome scenes in the movie, um, but yeah, I feel like they could they could have went a little bit more on there. Especially well, they they just threw in fucks and shits, and you know, yeah. like, and the violence wasn't particularly interesting. Like it was bloody, but it wasn't. You know, like when you watch um, Winter Soldier, you know, Captain America is doing things with his shield that you've never even thought that he could do. You know what I mean? And it recontextualizes. You're like, oh, my God, that is sick, you know. Um, And with this one, he just kept popping dudes in the face with his claws. And it's like we've seen that for 17 years now, you know. get a little more creative with the things that he can do with, with those claws. You know what I mean? Exactly. To man. me that, yeah, it just felt like it's the same movies you've always been seeing, but people say fuck and there's blood or yeah. more blood. 
Yeah. And it could, it definitely yeah, it wasted the R rating. I think. It, yeah. It could have definitely. And, and it's like, I mean, yeah, I, that's what I wanted to see for sure. And I, and, and honestly, I still like, that's why it's my number one. I still enjoyed the story and, you know, what they were able to put, you know, the character of Logan and, you know, we have uh, Patrick Stewart returning as uh, Professor X, uh, as you know, this kind of, you know, obviously an older Professor X who's you know losing his his uh, you know he's getting older and losing uh, part of his powers and you know that that kind of it was great to see those aspects of the characters because now we've lived with them in some of these other films and you know it was actually great to see you know Professor X and like you know Wolverine together in that movie too as well and just like seeing their interactions with each other and. and kind of showing the history of them. Um, but aside from that, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite rated R comic book movies, dude. So right on. Yeah. Good list, Shawnee. I'm happy and surprised that Joker did not make your list. I was going to put it on there and I know that was my one for like movies of, of this, uh, last year, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, these movies again, like, the Joker, like, is just it's it's an intense film too, and um, I I can I can only watch so much of that. And with these yeah. films, you know, I I uh, I feel like I can put this on again at any time and still thoroughly enjoy it and have fun, and 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 then also be very invested in the story and everything. Um, and those are that's always what counts for my top fives. It's just something that I I like to watch. You know, not you know maybe not all the time or you know consistently, but. You know, when you put it on, you always get the same kind of feeling when you first watched it. So, love it. Yeah, Joey. Good. Now yes. I want to hear your top five. All right. Well, I had Kickass at five, but I'm gonna, I'm going to strike it. Okay. Since okay. you you had Kickass, because we we do have one more overlap, which I'm not going to move. Um. But I'll not kick ass from its throne, and I will slide in maybe kind of a cheat. I don't know. I don't think so. Daredevil, the director's cut. Um, oh, okay. I am one of the few people I liked Daredevil in the theater. I was also in seventh grade, um, but I thought it was quality. It's it's a good B picture. Uh, that's how kind of I view it now. You know what I mean? It's so over the top. It's so operatic, but like in a B movie kind of way. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got, uh, Mike Clark Duncan as Kingpin and he's awesome. Ben Affleck is, you know, you've got Colin, <laughs> Colin, uh, Farrell in one of his first, like yeah. that summer was the summer of Colin Farrell. It was in that, it was in American Outlaws. I he was what in else. a he was lot in, of movies. He was in a lot year. of stuff. Just yeah. boom, right off the top. Um, Jennifer Garner. It's a fun, and John Favreau is foggy. Is so good. Yeah. Um, but there's a whole um, plot line, which is them in the courtroom defending someone that was cut that earned the R rating, and the person they're defending, I believe, is Coolio. Um, Coolio, dude. So the, he makes it in the director's cut, and the violence and the language ups it to an R rating. Oh, but, uh, okay. yeah. Interesting. Pretty good. Pretty I good yeah, I actually really like that movie too. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. You could see it, and maybe you know now we have the Daredevil TV show to compare it to. And, you know, Daredevil TV show is tops. Yeah. It's tops. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I still love that movie. I mean, it would be nice, interesting to watch it, you know, and, and see how I feel about it these days. But yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know that it holds up, but uh, yeah. Number four, I'm going to go Ghost World. Ooh, Ghost World. I don't think I've seen so this, this one. So this is uh, Tora Birch and Scarlett Johansson, and they're like uh, high school friends, and it's that summer after they've graduated. And Tora Birch is kind of a misanthrope, lost character, and Scarlett Johansson is dead set on getting a job and getting them the apartment, blah, blah, blah. And Tora Birch is just kind of wandering, and uh, she strikes up an unlikely friendship with uh, Steve Buscemi. Oh, okay. Who's a weird kind of recluse record collector. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of one of those movies about growing pains and growing up and, you know, um, kind of have to, having to kind of uh, strike out on your own. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good watch. It's a good flick. Um, and it, I, I forget, it's the late 90s, early 2000s, but it has that feeling mm-hmm. from that time period. And uh, it'll bring you back a little bit, you know. Okay, all right. Yeah. Ghost World. Ghost World. Um, number three, V for Vendetta. Ooh. I, you know what? That's Remember, be remember the 5th of November. Um, it's so, you know, I, I like, the movie gets a bad rap that, you know, oh, the book's better. Well, of course the book is better. But I like the movie, and I like the, the changes that they made to the movie. And I like the book for what it is. But the book is dense as fuck. It's Alan Moore. You can't truly, you know, translate that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the book is crazy. Like the, the, the cop hunting V or whatever, like takes mushrooms at one of those like old testing sites. And that's how he like tracks him down. It's wild. What? Um, yeah. They, like that's not in the movie and, and good. It shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, V for Vendetta is, I really enjoy this movie. I really enjoy all the performances. I love the message. Um, and it's cool. It's stylized. It was, you know, kind of, um, it felt at the time very different, very, you know, kind of ballsy. Um, it's, I think it's a great movie. I always forget that it exists. And when I remember that it exists, I'm like, fuck yeah, that's a great movie. It's a good movie. Um, V for Vendetta. Hugo Weaving, Natalie Portman. Oh, come on. Yeah. Great cast. Come on. Yeah. Um, number two, Kingsman, the secret service. I love Kingsman. Nice. I love Kingsman. Um, Kingsman's great. I, you, you kind of said it all. I don't need to really elaborate. It's, it's, they're wonderful films and, um, you should check out both of them. The second one isn't as good, but which sequel is, you know, there we go. There you go. Number one, I'm surprised this didn't make your list. I'm a little hurt. Sin City. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute since I've seen that one, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this still holds up, but, man, this might have been the first R-rated comic book movie that I got to see, like, in theaters and everything. And we went for my birthday. I remember that. And, uh, yeah, it's a great... I love the first Sin City movie. The second movie is trash. Um, But that first one is so good, you know, and they really, I don't think there has been a more faithful comic to film adaptation. Like Robert Rodriguez literally, and Frank Miller literally took, you know, panels from the page and put them on screen Mm -hmm. and, uh, pretty awesome. Pretty cool that. It's a cool movie, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
the the yeah. colors or the way they're also trying to make it like the yeah the panels right with the mm-hmm. the colors and the very like stark black backgrounds and sh- you know it was a very interesting movie to to watch and and see that kind of come to life um yeah man sin city yeah. dude i remember sin city gosh yeah i haven't seen that one in a minute dude and there was a second one right yeah damn to kill for yeah i probably i watched um once. it made me think of it the other night i was i watched uh once upon a time in mexico Ooh. oh man that's a good one and too. mickey rorge is in that it yeah we think of uh them working together again on sin city that's cool or maybe maybe that's where they work together first i don't know i don't know the timeline but Go there we ben. go. Yeah, I like I like your list, dude. That was some, like again. I like your every, list, dude. I know every week we we're still trying to figure out like lists every week because I we have so many now, and we're also reaching our two hundredth episode as well, guys. So we're gonna have something we'll talk special about. for you. Yes, um, but yeah, I, I am glad that uh, each week I feel like I'm able to to take something away from some of these lists and you know kind of like. You know, I haven't thought about Sin City in I don't know how long. <laughs> like, I haven't seen that in a while, so maybe I'll have to pop that on. It's because you're a normal fucking functioning member of society, and I'm yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there, man. There is a lot of options. Too much. Too, Too much, much, y'all. All right, Joey. This is the top my top five for tonight. Uh, with it. We're still on movies right here, so it's top five. What are your top five movie lines? <sighs> This is tough. There's so many good ones, too. This is, I spout so many lines just in my everyday life. Like, most of my vocabulary is made up from movie lines. That's fun. <laughs> um, so this was difficult, and I went with the ones that kind of, if they, if I thought of them first, obviously, like, they've risen to the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to start with... Uh, a writer director who whose writing has been very influential on me. Um, his sense of dialogue feels very realistic and at the same time otherworldly. Um, and that is Kevin Smith. And I'm pulling from Clerks when Randall says, "This job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers." Um, <laughs> it's a great line. You can put it in a trailer um, without the fucking, obviously. And um, you know what that movie is about. You know what that character is about. And, yeah. you know, especially when I was working, you know, my jobs in college and whatever, man, job would have been great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. You know what I mean? That that line just holds so much truth, um, especially if you've ever had customers. You know what I mean? Um, so there you go. Hey. Nice. Pulling from Clarks. Yes. Pulling from Clarks. Okay. Number four. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna okay. put two. Oh, it's all good. Because it, it's two sides of the same coin. You gotta have both. Okay. <laughs> what would a list of mine be without Batman and the Joker? So Ooh. obviously I'm gonna go with I'm Batman from <laughs> Batman '89. This movie, you know, uh, I was showing it to Alicia the other night. It's maybe the most important movie of my life. You know, I saw it as an infant. Uh, it's one of my first ever 
movies that I can remember. Watch. It's the only movie I can remember watching in my first house where we first lived. You know what I mean? Like it's been with me since I was born pretty much. Um, and obviously I'm a gigantic Batman fan and all that shit. So that whole opening scene of, uh, ah, the bat, come on. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. <laughs> what are you? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Boom. Oh my God. How <laughs> badass is that? How wonderful is that? Anyway. Um, and slash the Joker, but I'm taking Joker from Dark Knight. Anytime he says, you want to know why, or you want to know how, both of the, you want to know how I got these scars? Why? Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? Um, <laughs> but the, the part in the prison cell, when he goes, do you want to know why I use a knife? <laughs> Guns are too quick. You can't savor all the little emotions. Like, that is... Fuck. It's so good. It's so good. It's It's so good. Anyway. It's good. The Joker writing in Dark Knight is some of uh, my favorite writing of any character uh, ever. It's really good. It's really well done. They nail Joker in the most subtle, fucking perfect, beautiful ways. Love it. Anyway, moving on. Number three. I got to get a Scorsese one in here. And I, I wrestled with myself. Am I doing Taxi Driver? Am I doing Departed? Departed <laughs> has some of the, is one of the most quotable movies, like, of the last 20 years, you know. Um, and sneakily, too, you never think about it. But it is, there's so many good lines in Departed. But the one line from his filmography oh shit fuck oh are we having there's the line in Mean Streets no there's the line in Mean Streets that I feel like sums up his entire filmography which is uh, the you know you don't make up for your sins in church you do it on the street the rest is bullshit and you know it that's a great line and it sums up his entire filmography but the line that I'm going to go with um, is one day one day the kids from the neighborhood carried my mom's groceries all the way home. You know why? It was out of respect. <laughs> Sometimes. Dude. Good you know, fellas, y'all. Dude. You wasted eight fucking napkins on that guy. Um, <laughs> Goodfellas is, is, is... I don't know what to say. Except whenever I think about Goodfellas, I want to turn it on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. Um, it's, uh, yeah. There's a lot of good dialogue and a lot of good, you know, scenes in that movie. Yeah. For, like, you could, yeah. It's definitely a quotable movie if you can, mm-hmm. if you can dive deeper into that. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to get too, too deep into that because it'd be too easy. So, too easy. And we've talked about it a lot. We've talked about Goodfellas a lot on this program. <laughs> Um, number two, I'm going to go with an oldie. I'm going to go with the third man. Okay. Um, so there's a line where, um, Joseph Cotton's character, Holly Martins, he arrives in, in war torn Vienna to meet his friend, Harry Lyme, who he finds out has just been, who just died. Um, so he goes to the funeral and then this police officer gives him, a place to stay at this hotel. And he's checking into the hotel and he meets this guy, blah, blah, blah. 
And the guy goes, oh, what are you doing in Vienna? And he goes, um, I came here. My friend offered me a job, but he died. Who's your friend? Or he goes, my friend offered me a job, but he died. Oh, goodness, that's awkward. And the line that Holly Martin says to that is, is that what you say to people after death? Goodness, that's awkward. (laughs) (laughs) The more I think about that line, the funnier it becomes. Um, And I hope someday I get to say that to someone. Is that what you say to people after death? Goodness, that's awkward. Um, One of my favorite lines in in all all of moviedom. Um, Uh, Yeah. Third man. Yeah, I know, we know we know you have a, a personal connection to Third Man too, as well, man. As I far love as the Third Man, it's still it's still on your top five all time. It's times? in my top five. Yeah, 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 all time, right there. Yeah, untouched. <laughs> um, and number one, you could probably guess what this is. I don't know. I don't know. What, what came first, music or the misery? People worry about kids playing with guns or watching violent videos that some sort of culture of violence will take them over. Nobody worries about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of songs about heartbreak, rejection, pain, misery, and loss. Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable? Or was I miserable because I listened to pop music? What a great... High fidelity, baby. What a great line. To open open, your movie with that. Like, that is up there with Bruce Campbell talking about the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. You know what I mean? Um, and just laying out the fucking movie for you. Um, you know who that character is. You know what maturity level he's at. You know what is important to him and how his scope into his world. Um, and it's it's a great... It's a great line. It's a great line. Um, yeah, dude. I, it it's interesting when you think about like lines in movies because that's you you kind of connect it to your obviously your your love or um, you know your kind of uh, connection to the movie, right? You know, and I think that's always. I feel like some of the lines here are like, oh, these are movies like I just I enjoy watching and you kind of think replay those scenes in your head or you can think of it and, you know, those kind of things come to mind. So, um, yeah, dude, I like the list. Yeah, this was it's, hard. I, I tried pulling from Clockwork Orange. And yeah, well, that's the tough part. I, I You know, it's it's like the very... I guess compared, compared to my list, it's like stuff that's like, oh, like the phrase was kind of like made me feel a specific way when it was said by that character oh, yeah. or, um, and it's, uh, and some of the films, like I, they're not like in my top like films of all time, but I remember like how, I, how it made me feel when like the character delivered that line. And it's like, Oh, it feels like, Whoa, this is what's happening to this person now. And, and that's, what's uh, great about like lines and how they're, you know, the writing in, in some films. So, um, man, yeah, my list is... I'm, I'm excited to hear yours. It's all sorts of different stuff. Um, some stuff is pretty obvious. Like, I know we, we have some of our, kind of our favorite films in there, you know what I mean? So, um, this one's going to be kind of a, sh- uh, funny enough, kind of a shout out to my, my dad, because, like, I know one of his uh, favorite films is Field of Dreams. And uh, watching Field of Dreams, there's the line, if you build it, he will come. Um... And I remember when we, I think it was like we, when we first got like a DVD player in our house and 
you know, I, I remember my dad got a few DVDs, obviously, to, to watch, and A Field of Dreams was one of them. And, you know, I know that's kind of the staple line in the movie, but um, when, of course, that's kind of like, by the end of the film, uh, spoilers if you guys haven't seen it, uh, Kevin Costner's character reunites with, he plays catch with his dad, who's pretty much, he passed away, and um, he was able to kind of connect with him as a, a ghost, apparently. Um, but that was kind of this, this, this thing that was said throughout the, the film, uh, if you build it, he will come. And, you know, he, Kevin Costner's character builds this, this, obviously this baseball field in the middle of a cornfield and, you know, starts to invite other kind of ghosts, baseball players to play there. And, um, you know, thinking like, oh, this is, you know, people will come, all these, all these other ghosts will come. Um, but at the end, the, it, it truly means, you know, his father will eventually be there and he will eventually be able to connect with his father, you know, back with him. So, um, you know, it's definitely a powerful line and um, it really kind of shows uh, as far as the reuniting of those two characters. And uh, yeah, there we go. Let's try to think about that. That is a, a beautiful moment. I love when it's he a says, very dad, be- yeah, it's very you want to have a catch? I they lose, see, like that's I a good line too. Shit. There's a lot of good lines, yeah. There. But um, yeah, it was uh, definitely a cool movie. So yeah, number five, um, Field of Dreams. Love it. Number four. <laughs> I just watched the. Uh, I watched this like, maybe like two weeks ago. Um, I watched Force Gump, uh, and he goes, "Mom always said, stupid is as stupid does." <laughs> So um, I, I don't know. There's a lot of great lines in this film, um, and I just love it when he says this line because uh, it's just great. The the character Forrest Gump and just like what he goes through, and um, you know the uh, I wouldn't say rags to riches, but like the story of him and his growth, and you know not being getting like, cucked by Jenny, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a uh, you know, it's it's an interesting film. There's a lot of different things happening. Um, I could say all sorts of different lines from this, you know, box of chocolates or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I always thought this line was interesting, especially coming from someone like Forrest Gump, who may not be, uh, may have some uh, uh, mental problems or, uh, you know, he has a disability, but also he has just grown into this, like, this... Uh, I mean, this uh, this fortunate man who's lived and discovered so many things and has kind of, you know, lived his life to the fullest, in a sense. And uh, I just love it when these kind of moments happen where Forrest Gump is kind of uh, talking to these strangers on the street. And, you know, he, he says uh, lines that his mom kind of was, you know, taught him. And, you know, I think it's, uh, again, touching in a way. So, yeah. Number four. Love it. Uh, number three, I do have a Goodfellas movie on here, uh, or I have a Goodfellas line. Um, I just always remember the, the Joe Pesci like moment where they're at the table and they're like, and they, you know, there's laughing, Ray Liotta is laughing and they're just having a good time. And he goes, you're, you're, you're a funny guy. And he's like, well, you know, why am I funny? <laughs> what, what, do I amuse you? Am I a clown or... <laughs> and it's just what, and, what Henry? What the fuck is yeah. so funny about me? And it's just I love how the the scene, the tensity, uh, the tenseness in the in the room just goes. It just gets really tense, and 
the everything, all this fun and games and laughing just slowly kind of goes down, and you could just see how serious Joe Pesci is and his character, and and, and you're like, and you of course as an audience member, you're like, well, these two guys are friends. They've you know they've been in the same crew and all this kind of stuff, and like, what's going on here? And it's just such a tense moment, and then all of a sudden he goes, ah, <laughs> they just start laughing. Get get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's fuck it, out of here, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, it's all, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like this this great moment. I mean, it obviously it shows so much of of the, you know, of course, each character and how they, you know, especially Joe Pesci's character in, in the movie is as as Tommy, like yeah, he's such a uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, angry and and you know he just gets, you know, zero to a hundred so quickly. And I think, you know, there's a lot of yeah, those you scenes. believe that scene, even though they are friends, you believe that scene when that happens. Cause you know, he was shooting a dude in the foot and you know, all this other stuff. And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Cause you, at that point too, you think also it's like, well, will these guys, even though they're joking, will this ever go, go too far? And mm-hmm. eventually it does in some way, but, um, yeah. So good fellas for Love it. number three. Love that it made both our lists. I know. Go, this is it's such a... I, I love that film. Endlessly quotable film. Yes. yes. Endlessly watchable. And watchable, too, man. For sure. Um, let's see here. Look at my list here. Okay. I do have a Dark Knight one, too. So that's my number two. It's, uh, it's a combination of line, but also the scene and the thing that, trend, that happens after. But uh, the joke goes... Want to see a magic trick? And he puts nice. a pencil on the table, and he just literally slams the dude's face in it <laughs> the next moment. And that's and he goes, "It's gone." And it's just a great <laughs> moment, uh, especially for Heath Ledger to have this. I mean, I, I love that scene where it's just like, "Okay, this is this is what the Joker's gonna be like." Let's just see what Heath Ledger is gonna bring to this character. And in within this one scene, it, and you know, there are a lot of different things that happen, or, or even dialogue that happens between the Joker and some of the other characters that really builds his character. And we only get him for one movie, um, but this scene alone, too, uh, where you know all these gangsters are like, you know, they're all trying to figure out what to do with Batman and all this stuff, and uh, the Joker comes and you know to their aid, and you know he's not messing around. So, and it, it was it, it was weird and shocking at the same time and funny like it just gave me so many different emotions when that happened and so that's probably why i remember it the most um so yeah it checks all those boxes of what a joker scene should be exactly scary unpredictable funny um exactly man you know yeah weird weird yeah weird too yeah (laughs) so yeah that's number two right on um, and then number one, of course, I'm going to have one of my top five movies of all time in this one. So this is uh, my favorite film, Back to the Future. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell Doc yeah. Brown to Marty. Um, yeah. And actually kind of like one of the earlier scenes in the movie. So, yeah, him sh- him showing him the... the uh, the abilities and capabilities of the flying time machine, the DeLorean. So, um, so a lot of great dialogue too in, in the film. Um, but I always just love the, the look on doc Brown's face. And it's like doc, doc Brown is such an interesting character. Cause he's like the crazy wild scientist. Somehow he's like a good friend of Marty and, you know, but they've made with, especially with Christopher Lloyd behind the character, they've just made him such a likable character. He's not too, 
crazier out there to to kind of stray away from. But he's also that that interesting as a character because you're just kind of drawn to him of you know the kind of mysteries of what he's gonna you know tell you about time travel or whatever. And uh, I love this moment because he kind of smirks at Marty and he's like, yeah, you know, check this out. And uh, it's just like a great scene, especially when something he's going to show him something very, uh, very serious and, you know, affecting time travel and showing him proof of time travel, which is uh, probably something that would, you know, I would lose my marbles over that stuff. So, yeah, man, Um, hidden 88, man, all the way. Love it. Love it. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. There are probably so many other lines that I probably I could have thought of, dude. Uh, thinking about it, like, but you know what? I, I'm I'm glad it, it it does make you think about like, oh, this is why I like the movie, you know, because of this this interaction that happened or this line that was said, and it kind of hit you. And you know, the words are still, you know, the words are very, you know, very meaningful in in in, in their intent. So, yeah, um, yeah. There you go. A lot of a lot of hard ones to leave off. I know, yeah. man. There's so many. Old Hollywood has so many good lines, dude. I'm sure, Casablanca yeah. Blanc has great lines. Citizen Kane has great lines. Um, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? I can think of a few. You made out with your sister, man. <laughs> Euro trip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I was just going to do a uh, Jane Silent Bob line, but it actually might be too NSFW yeah, was, for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, man, it could have been like the, yeah. I could, yeah I could Yo, think, baby, yeah. you ever have your, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I did think about including, what the fuck is the internet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe this could be a revisited top five. Like we could do could, a, very well could be. a genre of films too as well, maybe. Like co- comedy yeah. films, maybe. You know, I could Love think of that. a lot of different films like that. So, man. Yeah. Fun one. Cool, dude. Cool. Wonderful. 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 Uh, Jonathan, do you have anything you'd like to share with our dear, sweet, lovely, imaginary audience this week? I finally do have something to share, guys. Let's, uh, I, let's I pop. took Holy your shit. advice. I watched Rocket Man the other day. Um, Tell me about it. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't it's know, a good movie. Don't know too much about uh, uh, Elton John, like in his personal life and stuff. And um, biopics are interesting because you know they they're you know I still find them as an adaptation for like you know not everything's there, but Right. Um, you know, I, I read that Elton John, when the, when the movie was being developed, you know, obviously, uh, you know, they consulted with him and, and, uh, the story is, is pretty close to what it's saying, you know, his, as far as his relationship with his family and his dad, especially, um, yeah, man, it was great. I mean, it was obviously very visual and, uh, Taron Edgerton is so captivating and, like I, again, it's it's especially with like someone like uh, and I hate to compare, but it's kind of in the same vein because the direct I think the director was the same guy who did Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Is it the same guy? I think it's the same guy, dude. That's um, wild if it is. But as far as like biopics and like you know the characters uh, playing the you know I could you know sometimes the characters they can really disappear into the role, and I feel that Taron Edgerton did so well to even though I don't know too much about Elton John or I, you know, I've seen, obviously I know what Elton John looks like and I've listened to his music. Um, you know, I think it's, it's great to see that, uh, especially, you know, some, from coming from Kingsman, um, you know, being able to portray Elton John in this light, 
Um, obviously, it's a very, I think, I thought it was even more intense than something like Bohemian Rhapsody as far as his personal life and how that was uh, kind of, uh, you know, kind of shown to the audience. And I, I thought that was Well, they very, actually went to the R rating. And they, yeah, and they did the R rating. And and that's what's interesting about, you know, we talk, we're talking about rated R films and tonight, and it definitely had a, a lot of different, and I know, this, you know, it could be like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or whatever, but... Um, some very heavy uh, personal, you know, personal stories that were in this, and and um, especially for his uh, continuous struggle with like drugs and alcohol because of his, uh, you know, pretty much failed relationship. I think with his 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 mom and dad, um, and I and it's heartbreaking to see it portrayed in this film, and and to see that it you know how far it can affect a person and. Um, even as a pop, you know, as someone who's a, a rock star and, and has everything, at, you know, yeah, one, you know, he has everything at one point as far as, you know, his career and everything. Um, but it still can break someone down and, and still be carried with someone. And that, you know, that can be relatable to so many, so many other people, you know, famous or not, or, or, you know, musician or not. You know, I think it's, it uh, was able to touch on some of those uh, topics that may, may or may not be seen a lot in films, I think. Um, and that's what I found very captivating about it and very interesting. And I think I enjoyed it uh, for that reason. Um, you know, I, I want to I want to get more into Elton John's music and discover more of his music. I think that would be, uh, that also uh, gave me that feeling as far as being, you know, interested in discovering more of his discography. Um, and it was interesting to see his story and to kind of see that... Uh, portrayed but I, I think that underlying uh story between him and his you know his just kind of uh failed relationship with his parents and that you know that heartbreaking scene where you know he gets asked to like visit his dad and he has a new family <sighs> and yeah and he's like doting he's a doting dad and yeah like, and what? you could and and you could just see it and you know Taryn Edgerton does such a good job of uh, through his expressions and you could just tell what he's feeling in those moments. And, um, and I, and I found it very visual and the music, how they incorporated his music into it. I thought it was very good. Um, yeah. And, I, and it's like, it's, you don't see a, um, a music biopic utilize music in the way that that movie does. Exactly, man. And that was yeah. really, I, I welcomed that. That was great. Yeah, it, it felt it felt definitely fresh for a type of like that kind of movie, and um, I it actually I kind of want to watch it again. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, so um, so that's kind of my yeah the movie I I saw this uh, this last week, um, and then I started watching uh, Lovecraft Country on HBO. I, I hear good things. Pretty good, man. Yeah, uh, it's freaking me out for sure. Um, you know, it's you know it got. Jordan Peele on it, or uh, it's uh, written by Jordan Peele. It's got, I think, produced by J.J. Abrams. Um, the type of story they're trying to tell here is very interesting and very unique. Uh, uh, obviously, coming from Jordan Peele, there's a lot of different, you know, it's set in, uh, I believe it's the 50s, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so there's a lot of, you know, obviously with race and, and those types of issues at hand, uh, aside from being kind of this like weird, I don't even know what genre to kind of put. I mean, it could be like horror and fantasy, I would say, because there are some like fantasy elements in there. 
Right. Um, so I think that's what maybe drew, drew me to it is that kind of like combination. I'm starting. To, I'm starting to realize I like. I'm starting to like shows that have like a few different genres blended in. Um, so it's not strictly just one kind of thing. Um, and it's it's interesting. I really like it. And uh, the actor from um, uh, Last, Last Black Man. Yeah, amazing in it. I really like him in it. And you know, he's a good actor. He is, and I, I'm excited to see him in something like this, and and kind of sh- see where the show goes. And uh, yeah, very interesting. Um, and there's some stuff that will haunt you. F- I mean, r- you like stuff you're gonna have to think about, and you know, maybe not scare you or, or haunt you for days, like me uh, sometimes. But you know, some stuff that like it just makes you think about you know specific that's good. things. That's so, good, and that's really good to to see in, in shows like this. Especially trying to blend those different genres, but also have uh, something to say or maybe a message, and maybe not it's not in your face too much, but like you know now you know they're at least trying to say something with telling you know especially with with uh, seeing it through the eyes of these characters and what they're what they're going through. So um, yeah, yeah, nice. That's, that's my share for this week, guys. Love it. A movie and a TV show. Um, very good. I would say uh, I'm going to do quickly. I watched Modern Romance, Albert Brooks comedy from 1981 on the Criterion channel. It was all right. It's not really 2020 proof or friendly, but um, it was okay. It was good. You know, it was an easy watch. Um, And then the other thing I'm going to kind of recommend is uh, two blocks away. I have some of the world's best ice cream um, just up the street. On the corner of Union and Hyde, there's a place called Swenson's. Um, and it is incredible ice cream. And we had a really hot day the other day, and I bought just a fucking tub, little, little tub of fucking yeah. cookie dough, yeah. Um, but yeah, can't recommend Swenson's ice cream enough if you're in, ever in the city and ice cream is your thing. Um, make that a destination. Ooh, ice there you cream. go. Make me think of ice cream right now, dude. Icky cream, man. <laughs> Sorry. But seriously, icky cream, fam. Um, Jonathan, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Sean Day Music and on my website, SeanDayMusic.net. Nets. Nets. Joey, <laughs> where can we find your work on the internet? You can check me out on Twitter at Joey Prati and on my website, joeyprottiscripts.com. You can check out the show at Top5Pod. That's T-O-P-F-I-V-E-5-P-O-D on Instagram, on Twitter at gmail.com, and on YouTube. We're on Facebook at Top5Podcast. We're on Apple Music, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and we will give you... Do you want to know why I got these scars? We're gonna have you. We're gonna give you a, a great time, guys. We're gonna miss mm. y'all. <laughs> Until next time. I'm Joy Prani, and I'm Sean Bay. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
See, my father was a drinker and a fiend. And one night, he goes off crazier than usual. Mommy grabs the kitchen knife to defend herself, and he doesn't like that. Not one bit. So, me watching, he takes the knife from her. He sticks the blade in her mouth. He says, I don't know. Why? Why <laughs> so serious? Comes at me with a knife. Sticks the blade in my mouth. Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. And... Why so serious? You I, honestly, Joey, you do the best impression of that fu- the Joker, dude. Thanks. I, it's not great right now, but thank you.